the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. We offer a diversity of perspectives from many fields of medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy, arts, and sciences. Find deeply fulfilling pathways for co-creating yourself, life, and human communities around you. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap, true authentic self, and the most radiant frequency for living life to the fullest. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Luminous Possibilities podcast. I'm Keenan White, your host, and this is Lindsay Kuhn, our guest today. Hi, Keenan. How are we doing today, Lindsay? I'm doing great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. It's going to be fun talking about your uh, your background. You've got some amazing offerings to the world, and I look forward to exploring today. Thanks. Me too. Yeah. So to kind of introduce you to the community, um, you know, where are you coming from? You're from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, you're one of the things that you've been primarily working with is EFT tapping, mm-hmm. which is an emotional freedom Techniques. technique. Right. Okay. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're coming from and uh, kind of what, you, what led you here to this community and to your profession. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I can kind of just explain how I got into EFT. It's an interesting story. Uh, I was a rock climber uh, for a while and had a rock climbing accident. So that was about eight or nine years ago. And I fell 30 feet and shattered the lower half of my body. And I needed something to cope with it. I needed something that could help me deal with stress and anxiety or before I used exercise, I used my physical body to work out stress and, you know, being in crutches and a a cane, you know, I didn't have that anymore, but I did have this one technique I learned called emotional freedom techniques. And it's this really weird modality that I had randomly discovered on online that uses the meridian points and psychology together. And I was really interested in both of those, in energy and the way our mind works. And so I just, I latched onto it, but didn't use it until the accident where I realized I had this. So I used tapping to deal with the emotional stress of being injured. And then I also, at the same time in my life was going through a period of how can I serve humanity? How can I take this experience and help people who are also suffering, who are also in emotional pain from trauma and from other things in their life. And so um, a coach I was working with helped me come to see that I could just start a group supporting people like me. And I really, I started it because I was also looking for support myself um, being an accident survivor and there was nothing in the community So I thought, well, I'll just do it. And I don't want to sit around and talk about my problem, my pain. I don't like that. Uh, I want to actually, I'm a doer. I want to do something about it. (laughs) I want to take action. (laughs) Um, So I'll teach them this technique that I have Mm. in my book, in my tool belt, this emotional freedom techniques. So I started a support group and the support group kind of just morphed into a um a tapping group so me teaching tapping people coming to tap and i did that for 
a couple years just as a way to, to serve and to also help my own healing process. And then I decided to go get certified and I started doing workshops um, for the core group of people and started doing clients. So beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I mean, it's a big story coming from that amount of pain and falling 30 feet. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a heck of a distance mm-hmm. and falling into this technique online. It's kind of funny how things actually totally. fall into our lap and these different modalities show up for us at the right time. Yeah. Well, and I, and there was a summit that was, that was being done, you know, these online, it's like seven day online summits with, and I um, felt this total draw to it. I didn't know why I'd never heard of anything like it, but I listened all seven days and I didn't know what it was going to be for. And then it wasn't until probably like three years later that I actually had the accident and I used it. Mm. But um, I'm sure there was other modalities and things going on at the summit. But for some no, reason, it was all EFT. It was all EFT. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know, for anyone interested and wants more information, a great way to get started is to look up the uh, EFT summit with Nick Ortner. And he brings in experts. He's brought in like Jack Canfield and um, Wayne Dyer and, and people to speak about these topics. Then these people are also into EFT. So mm. a lot of these kind of self-help professionals, you don't realize they also love EFT and they'll bring it into their modalities. So right. So this can, is mm-hmm. go ahead. I was gonna say you can learn about emotional freedom techniques and just the very basics of it and how to do it if you go to their website, which is the tapping solution.com. That's how I awesome. Yeah, that's how I yeah, thanks for that. sharing that researching. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice to see that there's a lot of other well-known and re- renowned professionals that support. EFT mm-hmm. and they're integrating that into their it's so cool too. so many people it you know when you get into it you realize well this is a lot bigger and spreading a lot more than you would than you would have thought totally and I mean mm-hmm. I was curious and I think like a human being is with many modalities a little skeptical like mm-hmm. okay we're gonna tap and right. then we're gonna sort of work through something but I mean my experience with you having a couple sessions has been profound cool so we'll get into sharing that a little bit. Um, okay. I do want to ask you, um, when you say tapping, like, what does that mean to you? Because there's mm-hmm. this, okay, we're tapping and it's EFT. And so, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than that. I yeah. mean, when I think about EFT, to me, what stands out is emotional freedom. Yeah. And who wouldn't want that? I mean, right. like if you can feel emotionally free and you're not feeling stuck, stagnant, anxious, whatever it is, then, hey, I'm in. Yeah, I think that's a really good question um, because it is way more than just uh, getting into the body and releasing some stuck energy, which at its very basic level, that's what we're doing, yet the, the effects and the meaning that it can have on one's life is way beyond just like releasing some energy because it's on an emotional level. And as we all know, our emotions dictate our life and our future and our feelings about ourselves and the world. So if we can look at how to be present with our emotions, how to really come from a witnessing perspective of being able to experience them from that level, mm-hmm. that's what EFT means to me it means the ability to separate myself from my emotions. And so that I can realize that I'm not, even though I'm having an emotional experience, I'm not my emotions. Right. And so it's incorporating all of 
all of our experiences, all of our emotions into our um, experience as a human and making it okay. So I think at the basis, like the core of what it means to me is self-acceptance and self-love. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to, you know, when I think about emotions, I think about the documentary E-Motion. Yeah. And they've got, you know, like Joe Dispenza's on there and some others, and they just kind of talk about emotions and how they play an impact, an impact on our life mm-hmm. in, in pretty much every form. Mm-hmm. And the way I've kind of understood emotions and the word emotion is that it, it sort of takes this sociocultural context. And there's a, there's a feeling that we have in our system and in our body that we experience based on, you know, in some experience that we're having. Mm-hmm. And then there's what the mind does with the feeling. And then if it wasn't a good feeling or if it, you know, was something bad that we label as bad in the mind. And then it was just really, you know, some fear that we had, or maybe it was some sadness that we, the mind says, well, I don't want to look at that again. Mm -hmm. And then this emotion takes on this sort of complex in which the feelings and the sensations get sort of locked and stored in the body. Mm -hmm. And from my experience, I mean, with you just seeing how you start to uncover that sensation and you start to realize like, wow, there's this feeling that's a very simple feeling that I, that I had and it's associated with the past. And maybe it's a traumatic experience like falling off 30 feet or, you know, for me, the one of the ones we worked through was being, you know, a six-year-old kid and just driving away in the van with my dad and, you know, him being rageful and my mom being upset and, sister was crying and there was this all this stuff that was sort of locked in my system yeah but to actually go back and to experience that it, it's it's like you said you bring in that observer the witness you know yeah i, th- I think about it as sort of like the um the enlightened observer mm-hmm. you know the one that's sort of um you're sort of accessing that that witness observer consciousness that's beyond the body and the mind yeah and that can just see what's happening and then be with the experience without necessarily having to have a a first person experience of it you know but then allow things to move and i mean i felt energy moving up my spine and releasing and just i mean it felt very real and of course you know we ended up digging out and you know brought me to tears at some point and it was Mm -hmm. like whoa i had no idea that that was all sitting in there. And so I guess I'll just leave my comment, my comment right now with the fact that it seems like the subconscious is this huge part of what you're tapping into. Huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I really is what we're tapping into because, you know, our conscious mind um, is responsible for locking in those beliefs, you know, saying like, well, I must not have anything important to say, you know, that's what your six-year-old took away. Right. And that's, so we, we process the emotions, the fear, the, the um, rejection that he felt. And we, from a witnessing, accepting aspect, then we're able to undo that belief. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of why we lock it in is because we think this shouldn't be happening. I've done something wrong. And so we can undo that by processing the experience and what we did, you know, during our, during our session was go back mm-hmm. and to let that little boy know you're safe. You didn't do anything wrong. You're okay. 
So it's really kind of like, I think of it as unwinding the trauma. When we're going through something traumatic and we have all of this flood of emotion at once and we make a, a limiting belief in a split second, we really don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. It just happens. That's our human nature. And this is, you know, why we're here is so, you know, we, we form these <laughs> beliefs and then we get the privilege of being, bringing a presence back into it that, you know, the enlightened presence back into ourself and deciding who we are. So it's kind of like EFT can facilitate, you know, facilitates that, facilitates the unwinding. Yeah, I love that. Bringing in some existential stuff into yes, this. Yeah, why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways of seeing that. But yeah, I mean, I think we really, I mean, to me, we really come here to have a feeling experience. And mm-hmm. um, if we're, you know, not tapping into some of the feelings that we've had in the past, so to speak, because to me, it's all sort of nonlinear and we, the past is present with us. Mm-hmm. And there's this little boy for me, it was a six-year-old self. And um, that's a, that's an energetic, um, signature that's with me all the time Yeah. and how I relate to him is really how I'm relating to myself. Yeah. And I mean, I can say that before we worked on that, I mean, it was funny how we ended up getting to that particular memory because mm-hmm. it didn't start there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about that, but I, I, I'll say that, um, yeah, I mean, getting to that little that little boy and then being like, whoa, shit, this is like an intelligent part of me. It was essentially a, a part of my strength and a part of, um, you know, this playful, curious side of me that I kind of pushed and shut, shut away based on this experience. And then to integrate that back into my system and to feel more full and like whole and more fully myself. I mean, that's, it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Really big. Cause that yeah. one instance that, that meaning making that you took from it then influences all different aspects of your life. You know, you and you and I started talking, it was about public speaking and a little bit of anxiety that you got beforehand. Sure. And you, <laughs> and, here we are. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. And you said one thing to me that a lot of my clients have said, which is, well, I don't know if this memory has anything to do with it, but there's this one time when I was six or this one time when I was however old this thing happened. And it kind of reminds me of that, you know, and, and for those listening, I just, I just want people to know that is really how it, how it's connected. It's not really what we think it is. You know, we think that this fear has to do with, um, we know what people might think, and that could be, it's a very valid fear and you can use EFT to calm that fear. But if you can go deeper, if you can go more into where it started, where that feeling may have reminded you of a past experience of a specific memory, then that's where the gold lies. That's what, and I explained this to you earlier, Keenan, are the table legs, this metaphor mm. that we use in EFT. It's a nice one. Yeah. So the issue, let's say public speaking is the tabletop and what holds up the table, what keeps it up are the table legs and the table legs represent specific memories. So until you go, until you resolve these imprints, these specific memories, these things that happened to you, um, in your past and especially the first seven years of your life, address those with EFT and you can unwind the imprint, then the whole tabletop or the whole table can then collapse. 
then you're not then you're looking at issues like poor self-esteem or issues with public speaking or you know things that seem very global that those can then fall away yeah and it seems to me like that collapsing metaphor works well in terms of holding sort of like this emotionally charged energy and then allowing that to collapse into neutrality exactly yeah 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 and i love how i mean what you're pointing to is something that is important in any uh you know practice in medicine or health uh is getting to the root of something Mm -hmm. and not really working symptomatically Mm because we could have used an experience where you know, I went into some other moment where I may have been public speaking and had some anxiety, mm-hmm. but we were like seeing how, you know, because in part of me knows that it's not really that. Mm-hmm. So what what is bringing that energy into an experience like public speaking? And then, you know, because it's a moment where you're seeing, you're holding on to something. And we basically, I mean, part of me knew that it was sort of traced back to that little kid moment where, okay, we're dealing with speech, we're dealing with um, being received perhaps in our message. Right. Um, right. And so to go back and kind of sort of trace to see the connection to, you know, what's the theme at the moment, really looking at the body and the sensation uh, that you're having at a, at a point that you're charged. Mm-hmm. And to me, triggered, charged, that's just a way of seeing, seeing um, sort of some activity in the body sensationally that's going on, some feeling that's prominent. Exactly. That maybe it's a faster heartbeat, maybe it's your sweating, maybe it's your, and that to me is like an emote. There's something being held there. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a gateway Definitely. into? Yeah. Yeah. You know, EFT is a mind body uh, connective tool. And mm-hmm. so if you have a memory where you can feel what it felt like and your body responds to that memory, then that's definitely something to look at. And even if it just comes up in your awareness when you're thinking about a certain issue. So for your example, public speaking, and you get a flash of this memory, your mind might say, oh, that's not related. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. But your subconscious is telling you this. It's bringing this up for a reason. So anything that you can clearly see in your mind's eye and remember and feel, it, it may not seem related, but it really, but look at it and, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's, it can be tempting to say that doesn't matter anymore. That was long ago. I'm yeah. over it. I was, I, does, I should be fine by now. Let that be your activity <laughs> of your mind that's trying to keep you safe and just look at your willingness to, to dive into it. Cause especially using a modality like EFT, it takes the edge off to where it's not, you're not reliving the trauma, but you're calming your system down as you're doing the tapping and allowing you to still experience and release it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a, you, you bring a lot of clarity to connecting the consciousness to the subconscious Mm -hmm. to me because, and I, I was laughing because, you know, it was that moment where I was like, Oh, well maybe that's not. And then, Mm -hmm. so it's part of me at this moment. Um, recognizing how skilled you can be. I mean, you're even just your experience being with clients and noticing how to connect with that. It takes sort of this refined sense and a refined eye. And you you definitely seem to carry that Mm. to be able to notice the small moments where someone, I mean, everything kind of matters that there's, it's sort of this interplay of the minutia of the body language and, Mm -hmm. and then what's being said. And then this 
does that match? And is there a coincidence with the two? And is there an incongruency in sort of finding that? Sure. Yeah. The leverage between mind body. Yeah. Yeah. That's a definite um, advantage of having a practitioner with you and guide you through it because it's really hard for us to see you know, the extent of our own wounding because Mm -hmm. we're trained and our minds are trained not to, you don't really want to fully see or experience it because it was painful. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a guide to get you to those little spaces or use the technique that you and I used, which was very specific for traumatic memories, which is the tell the story technique within EFT slows it down so that you go through the moment um, and all those emotions that can just pile in at once in one moment, we kind of unwind it or we spread it out so that like you experienced, there was the, there's the fear, there's the rejection, there's the anger, I mean, like all in one. All the stuff that I don't want to feel. All the stuff you want to feel. Don't want to go back. And you've been really good at not feeling it. Like, you know, totally. it's it's nothing to be, it's nothing to say, oh man, I like, I can't believe I did that to myself. No, that, that is a normal human. All those emotions at once is a normal human. It's actually part of the body's intelligence. I think one of the, the interesting things that clicked for me at one point was, when we experience a trauma, we we adapt in some way and develop a pattern that's based on our trauma. Mm-hmm. And we look back and like how, and then we clear it. And then, you know, maybe you have an EFT session or you have some kind of coaching session that integrates a part of that in a new way where you're like, okay, I'm not doing that pattern anymore. I'm moving on. And then there's been times where that's happened to me. And I've looked back and been like, how did I even, why was I doing that? But I, but there's someone that mentioned to me at one point, it's, it's actually, the body's intelligence, your intelligence to adapt to a situation and protect yourself. Yeah. And to know that I think gives, you know, it's given myself and I think it's given other uh, clients of mine some grace, you know, in in the situation of looking and being like, wow, that, that adaptation that you had that seems limiting was actually highly intelligent. Yeah. Right. And the fact that you're repeating it is, not a weakness but actually like you were saying an adaptive quality because of course you don't want to experience that trauma again and you're going to do everything you can not to and so you're like yourself that your six-year-old self was brilliant to say well no i'm never going to try that again or anything like it because that was really painful so it's it's just it's the part of the healing process to take yourself back and to say you know, I'm choosing something else. I haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really amazing to see, you know, cause part of me was like, okay, well, I'm going to feel some of the feelings I don't really want to feel. And that's going to be what it is. Right. But then there's this, there is some sort of a higher integration of self. And I mean, to pull in a part of me that is young, it brings more of my older self into more, like presence yeah do you know what i mean mean? or more of my maturity because there's i'm i'm embracing all parts of myself if i'm pushing away the little kid in me then it's harder you know that little kid's gonna come out and be like hey you know and and bring that energy into some situations to to basically to me like be loved Mm -hmm. like to be to have awareness um a loving awareness um yeah brought to that right to that energy to that self yeah because you're you're more integrated now 
you know, the, mm -hmm. the part of you that's six years old that loves to play, loves to express, loves to be himself can come out. And for all stuffy adults, it gets really, it's really boring. It gets weird too. It gets weird. It's like, you know, you want to let that innocence shine, the part of you that you shut down. You know, this is, an, I think of it as more of an integrative technique than a releasing technique. EFT has mm. spoken a lot of as a releasing technique. Mm -hmm. um, really what we're doing is we're pulling those parts of ourselves that we shut off or shut down or discarded or outcast back into our um, self back into being able to be whole because we embrace it. I love that distinction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it, I mean, you clear space and then something, something is kind of, you know, it's sort of like, oh, huh, I have this space now in my, in my system. And when I say system, I mean, just kind of my ener energy, my emotional body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes we want to go like the body almost kind of wants to revert back, mm -hmm. snap back to, where it was before because it's a new space um is there anything that you say is sort of like that you recommend or you've thought about as sort of like an aftercare to, to this kind of session with you know with creating that new space because it's it feels like you know it wants to be filled and i mean i guess i can kind of speak a little bit to the end of our session to where i feel like you really close the container skillfully to where we both sense that I, that something was complete. Like mm -hmm. we're not just, you're not going to leave me in a place where like, okay, cool. You release something. There's a, there is this integration, which is sort of pulling back in that part of self, mm -hmm. the kid in my situation. And then that's that wholeness. It's like, you're yeah feeling I, more full. Yeah. And in realizing that you just brought in a new level of awareness of yourself and that part of yourself who is six years old and what we did at the end of the session, um, I think anyone can do and ask that part of yourself, what else do you need? You know, we just helped him with a memory. And so he's had a level of healing and then there's going to be more. Yeah. So, you know, what does he need from you moving forward? What does that part of ourself that may be a little raw, maybe still a little vulnerable, may there may be other aspects of healing that part of yourself need from you? And mm -hmm. how can you show up for that part of yourself? You know, there's a, a part of me, for example, that experienced the trauma of the fall that um, the more I become aware of, of her, of the uh, imprint that the trauma made, I can, I can be aware of the moments that I get pulled back into a trauma pattern and therefore bring more compassion. So the more awareness you have of the aspect of yourself, the more you can recognize it right away, bring in the self-compassion, bring in the tapping, bring in like what do i need right now maybe i need to ground i'm going to lay on the floor mm -hmm. and tap you know i'm going to resource mm -hmm. myself so you know the increased awareness is always i think the best um thing that you can take away from tapping yeah mm -hmm. yeah and the, it's funny too because the mind I, I find that the mind wants to my mind has wanted to you know intellectualize something and understand it on this rational level or basis 
And it seems like my mind almost wants to say, well, tapping's dumb. It's mm-hmm. like stupid, you know, like why would you, but, but then there's this other world of like the physicality, the, our physiology. And I think that the, the physical sort of gesture you're making of just tapping in these different areas of your body, mm-hmm. it's sort of, it almost kind of awakens something up in your system. Yeah. And that, that's a different awareness than like, like a rational sense of something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I got into tapping because I wanted to know the science behind it. I wanted to know why and how it worked. So it's the, there's a bridge there. And I think that's totally understandable for people. Some people are fine. Like, you know, I tell them to tap on their face and there's no problem. Other people are like, you want me to do what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I explain, yeah, well, what we're doing is actually tapping and stimulating meridian points. So these energy points in our body, same as if you're going to the acupuncturist, right. And they're putting needles. We're just using our fingertips and we're using them on spots that stimulate the amygdala which is the part of our brain that signals the fight or flight response. So mm-hmm. we are actually stimulating the alarm system of our, of our brain, telling us that we're not safe, that something's wrong, that we should run and calming it down so that it mm-hmm. switches it into a mode of you're okay, you're calm, you're safe, everything's all right. So there's, there's, a, very, there's a lot of science behind it um, that it was working with the brain body connection. And that's why, um, it's so incredibly good for trauma. It's so it's works for any upsetting emotion that wants to hijack you because you're sending the signal saying, even though I have this emotion, I'm okay. Even though I'm like so enraged right now, or (laughs) even though I'm so sad, Mm-hmm. My, my body is fine. I'm all right. And so it would basically rewiring the response you have to fear or anger or to a certain stimulus. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. To where now you, you can look at something that may have triggered you before and you don't even, you know, I don't even have that response anymore. You're like, Oh, I'm looking at this, um, you know, let's say a dog you can tap on a dog bite where you had a dog bite and now you look at every every dog out there is a threat you're scared of every dog like i had a postman for example who couldn't mm. even look at tucker who's my cute the cutest dog in the world oh. and uh and um you know my brain goes to god i want to do some tapping with you because we could totally work on that <laughs> uh but yeah you, you tap and then all of a sudden you're fine the dogs don't bother you anymore so the tapping is not it's not random. It's not like you're just, you're tapping anywhere. You're yeah, actually yeah. tapping on acupressure <laughs> very specific, points. Yeah. Very yeah. Specific acupressure points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad you, you clarified that. Cause I think, um, I mean, it's, it's like reading a book by its cover, you know, we have a quick to see something for what it is based on what we think it might be. And it's, uh, there's a lot to this, to this technique mm-hmm. and it's nice to, to extrapolate and understand a little bit more about what goes into it. Yeah. I, I get it. You want some science. I did too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring some science to it. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the modalities that are really fun to play in are there's an art to the way we interpret and bring our own self to it. But then um yeah, I mean, there's a very scientific, real sense of things having proofs and having evidence and yeah, you know, it's becoming um 
so widespread and studied. It's now an evidence-based technique that's being used by the American Psychological Association. So therapists, doctors, um, people in the helping profession are bringing in EFT to their practice to help their patients with emotional regulation. It's awesome. Yeah. Is there any other crossover with EFT or do you, at this point in your life, do you find yourself being interested in other um, areas or how do you see EFT um, sort of expanding? Is it it relatively Mm -hmm. new? Yeah, it started to become developed from another technique called thought field therapy back in the 70s. Mm. And um, where it would, it became kind of just boiled down into these these points on the face um, into a technique that everyone can use and you don't have to engineer it like you did before. So it's, it's becoming more accessible, but I'd say it's really the last 10 years that it's kind of gotten in the mainstream. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And projected, I mean, it's, it's sort of hard to say what's going to happen in the future, but do you find yeah. yourself moving into and bringing it into new areas of um, coaching? and? Yeah, coaching and group work is really my passion. I've been leading right. groups and workshops for the past five, seven years, seven, five, five seven years, something like that. Long time. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think it's because it's also an energy technique that when I do it in groups with people, I feel an elevation of um, energy and almost its own, like uh, becomes its own thing. And I want to keep doing that. And I also want to keep facilitating groups with incorporating um, other type of energy work and things that can elevate people's consciousness and connection to themselves and to mother earth. Very cool. I love it. So I got some work to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After all the work you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that the only few things that stand out to me, like that I want to mention are that, you know, to be able to, especially redirect your present sort of unsettled sense of self or whatever is triggering you at the moment into a place, especially from a young age where, we form so much of our patterning from ages zero to seven. Yeah. And to go back and then experience, like for me, like experiencing this like six-year-old self who's like smarter than me. Like mm-hmm. it's like got this wisdom <laughs> listening to him and then and then kind of having this exchange of like dialogue between that part of myself and then who I am now. Yeah. And seeing how wise that person or that that little one is. Right. That to me, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, that's an inner child integration. You're really, Mm -hmm. you're pulling in that, um, the inner child that lives in you. And I think the more child work that we do with ourselves, the more playful we become as adults. Yep. The more connected you are to yourself. And also the more, I think, power that you are, you have access to from yourself as well, because you're caring for the six-year-old you're making decisions as an adult for him and you're seeing what you're capable of. You're seeing how you're capable of repatterning yourself and making a new belief for yourself. 
So it's really cool on all levels. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all that you did today. Yeah. Thanks and for asking all the great questions. Yeah. I appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to mention to the audience about maybe um, feel free to share about how people might um, be in touch with you? Of course, um, you know, people can reach out on the website and find you there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, don't be shy about trying EFT or reaching out to me at any time and asking me any questions about EFT or how you might apply it to your life. You know, like one of my purposes is to just be of assistance in any way I can. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, great. Well, uh, we'll leave some information about how to get in touch with you on some links on the podcast and, uh, we will talk another time. I look forward to our, our next chat. It's always fun, Lindsay. Thanks, Keenan. All right. Have a nice one. You too.